Nice. That's good. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's, misses, a, it's a great, it's a great space. It's a great space. In fairness, for escaping when you need to. Oh, mate, I love it in here. Mm. I do enjoy it in here. What, what, what console? I assume you've got a console set up. Uh, yeah, I got my PS4 in here. I thought you said consort for a minute. <laughs> that too. That's on demand. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have a consort in here. Welcome to the Long Snapper Podcast. The podcast brought to you in association with Gronk Flakes, um, our new sponsor. Now, um, why are you stealing my part of my <laughs> any um, any sentence reviews, motherfucker? Have I just spoiled your? You're a oh, prick, I, mate. I regret nothing. I, I didn't think you would. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, I just I just barge right in on your intro as well. Have that's that. fine. I didn't have much else, so uh, <laughs> it's all good. Russ, you it's can save hear... forty-five seconds of rambling. Yeah, I'm going to introduce us at least. Russ, that that was Russ. That was Rich. Um, I'm Adam. You haven't heard Pat yet. Uh, Hello, so, uh, Pat. The politest member of the podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, the bar's like, pretty low. It's like, it's like Ben. It's like the Ben Eustace of the long snapper. It's like saying the most competent <laughs> member of the Jaguars coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. Uh... yeah. I do hope we're going to have some competent coaching chat after well, the uh, Cowboys reports. Yes, and the Dolphins. We'll get, that. We'll get we'll, we might get to that. We might forget to get to that. Um, but we have every intention of getting to that. Um, obviously, though, there's only one way to start a true long snapper podcast, and that's with a ridiculous quiz. And uh, surely, surely the best way, the only way to start as a long snapper podcast is to slate the people that aren't here. <laughs> Yeah, before any quiz is to slate the shit okay. out of Craig and Mark for not being here. Don't forget Martin busy and Doug. To watch the football. Martin and Doug, who? <laughs> yeah. Um, cro- no, yeah. Mark doesn't yeah. like football anymore. He's sulking for, for forever, apparently. I suppose Mark's got an alternative I mean, team. He wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't sulking at six o'clock on Saturday, Sunday evening. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> Fucking soup piped up when West Ham scored, didn't he? Not bad. Didn't everybody that you've ever met, though? <laughs> uh, the most Spursy of all the Spursy things. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. I keep I keep kiboshing it like it's my podcast. <laughs> Adam, you carry on. You knock yourself out, mate. I, I mean, it it saves me it saves me a lot of work. To be honest, it's fine. <laughs> Although I don't really want to get into the Spurs West Ham game. If I'm no. honest, no, no, no. no, no. Just, so, just enough of of Craig and his, you know, his awful Craig facts, and Mark and his too much talking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 going to be a refreshing podcast this week. That's what we're trying to say. Um, is this the A team? We've had a few different versions of the A team, but for now, it is definitely right. Quiz: Are you paying attention? Sure. This is this is easy. All you've got to do in the quiz is name people who've thrown a touchdown pass this season in the NFL. We've had six weeks of the season. That's all you've got to do. It's pretty straightforward, right? It should be in recent living memory. Um, There are 43 players that have done this so far this season. Um, But here's the thing. Um, I'm going to start arbitrarily with Russ, um, who's going to name the first one. Um, and I'm only going to give you five seconds each to name somebody. 
um, and it's last last player standing. But I'm not going to go in sequence. Whichever person names somebody, you can choose who's next. Oh. So bullying is encouraged. <laughs> um, it's not going to work that well with three of us. Um, but yeah, five. I'm going to be strict. Five seconds. You can't name someone in five seconds, or you get it wrong. Heaven forbid. You're out, and that'll be it. Just one life. So this could be a 10-second quiz. Y- YOLO. That's <laughs> all. So Russ, y- you are. You are first to name okay. somebody, so kick us off. Uh, Drew Lock. Drew Lock is correct. Um, so who are you going to put in next? Uh, Pat. Gardner Minshew. Correct. Go Rich. Nick Foles. Correct. Nick Mullins. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, Nick Mullins is ticked off, by the way. <laughs> Uh, you're not having him again. Bacon Mayfield, of course, correct. Uh, let's go back to Ross. Teddy Bridgewater, Pat. Nice. Nice. Uh, Cam Newton, Ross. Yeah. Sam Darnold, Pat. Matt Ryan, Rich. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Pat. Jarvis Landry, Ross. Yeah, nice. Philip Rivers, R- Philip Rivers, Rich. Yeah. Jimmy Caroppolo, Russ. Andy Dalton, Pat. Ryan Tannehill, Rich. Fitzmagic, <laughs> uh, Russ. Jeff Driscoll, Pat. Yeah. Dak Prescott, Russ. Justin Herbert, Rich. I uh, can't remember who's been named. Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's free. Who's who's Pat. next? Is that Pat? Yeah. I'll go Mahomes then. Uh, Rich. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, D- Joe Flacco. Rich Noonan. Bollocks. Um. Uh, five. Four. Three. Two. Danny Dimes. Because I can't remember his real okay, name. Okay, I'll give you that. Nominate someone. Uh, Pat. I'll go the other Pat and Holmes, Josh Allen, and we'll go back to Rich. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. Um, five, four, three, two. Matty Ice. Oh, yeah. No, we've had, he's gone. Oh. Someone else has said him. Bad luck, you are out, I'm afraid. Um, so you're just going to alternate now. It's it, well, it'll be Russ next. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Cam Newton. Uh, he's gone. Oh, you said, it, you said, said it already. Yeah. Great minds think alike, right? <laughs> I mean, you could Russell. have had Jar- you could have had Jared Stidham. Really. I'm, I'm going to read. Well, I'll tell you what. Before I play Russ the music, I'm going to read you a list of names you could have had. Oh, can I can I not guess them? No. Is that last man no, you've got you got mute. You're getting some music in a minute. What more do you want? Um, you could have had Carl Allen, C.J. Beathard, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, um, Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Brett Rippon, Matthew Stafford, Jared Stidham, as you said, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, and Cedric Wilson. Yeah, you weren't going to get him, were you? Although somebody did say Jarvis Landry. Russ, have some music. I don't get music very often in quizzes. No, <laughs> this is normally marked around. Yeah. He's not here. Fuck Mark. 
there's an episode title. Uh, not that. <laughs> um, with a comma, maybe? <laughs> All right, next up in our strict schedule that I've got here, um, Steve Rain's Anytime Touchdown Corner. Now, I feel like we're losing control with this of late. Um, you know, standards are slipping. We're, we're just about getting the bets placed in time. We've, we're forgetting what we're saying, but ultimately the bottom line is we haven't won a single one of them. Um, and But our luck's going to change this week. And our ludicrous rule in the players that we pick is the player has to be playing for a team that has one win or fewer this season so far. So, um, who's not here first? Craig hasn't said anybody. So we're, we're going to pick a Jets player just to add, add his spite to him. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Pat, who, who should we pick for Craig? We went for Jameson Crowder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The correct pronunciation. Excellent. Um, Rich, who would you like to pick for the bet this week? Uh, I'm going to go with Fulgham from the Eagles because he seems to be the only person catching touchdowns there. Probably because he's the only, the only fit receiver. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Figure he's narrowing the odds. What about Arthago Whiteside? No, he only collects fumbles for a return um, to get that in. <laughs> He did catch it two return? No, it was a return. Well, it was someone else's fumble. No, might. It was Miles Sanders who was. Yeah. Who should have scored a touchdown, and then it, it was the most ludicrous set of events. Yeah, it's fantastic. One of my favourite touchdowns of the season. Yeah, already. agree. He had his best ever fantasy score in his career, and he didn't catch any touchdown. Sorry, any passes like in regulation game, apart from the two point conversion, which is a beautiful stat. Love that. That's why you're here, Pat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There we go. Um, another reason you're here is to come up with your own name as well. So, Yes, you... I'm going for uh, Antonio Gibson for Washington. Okay. Um, Russell? Uh, T. Higgins for me, mate, please. T. Higgins. It's starting to sound like a curry order. Yeah, I'll have a T. Higgins and uh, garlic naan. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if it was Russ's curry order, he'd have come up with four different names. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have all of those. Um, on the twelve-inch plate. <laughs> who did Mark? Gave, Mark did give us a name, um, which was Justin Jefferson, who's on the bye week. So that, even by our low standards, we're not going to place that bet. Um, then he came up with somebody else. I'm going to say Julio Jones. Yes. He did say uh, Julio Jones. Yeah. Okay. Just to really add to our odds. And that leaves me, and I've got to pick a place. One win or fewer, isn't it? Um, Mark Andrews. Good choice. Yeah. Right. There's your Steve Rains anytime touchdown corner. Ludicrous bet. Crowder, Fulgham, Gibson, Higgins, Jones and Andrews for anybody who's paying attention. Right. Back into we just have week six. And we better review some games, haven't we? Um, Russ has left his post, but I'm going to assume he's going to come running back. Um, fingers crossed. Considering we're starting with him in our one-sentence reviews. Um, so, yeah, here goes. Houston 36, Tennessee 42. An absolutely mental divisional game. And just in case you didn't realise, Derek Henry is still a beast. Denver 18, New England 12. 
I'd give Cam a pass because he literally had COVID, but what a win for the Broncos all the same. Cleveland 7, Pittsburgh 38. This was a big win for the Steelers over a division rival who still look capable of making the playoffs if only they can find some consistency. Baltimore 30, Philadelphia 28. A surprising Eagles comeback failed on late two-point conversion attempt. Washington 19, New York Giants 20. I mean, is it too early to have an irrelevant bowl? <laughs> Atlanta 40, Minnesota 23. Maybe Dan Quinn was the problem after all. Who knew? Detroit 34, Jacksonville 16. The Lions are barely a competent football team, but that was definitely enough to take care of business against the Jags team that have lost all the good feeling from week one. Oh, brutal. Cincinnati 27, Indianapolis 31. Even at 21-0, you kind of knew what was coming. Colts win despite Rivers, as expected. Chicago 23, Carolina 16. Chicago reminded us that their D is one of the best in the league, but the real difference between this year's Bears and last year's? Carlos Santo. <laughs> New York Jets 0, Miami 24. Have to hand it to the Jets. Despite the butt pick, they were even worse than expected. A 28-yard loss for a sack might be peak Joe Flacco. Or flaccid, as uh, Russ's phone <laughs> auto-corrected him too earlier. Joe, Joe Flaccid. <laughs> Green Bay 10, Tampa Bay 38. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers were utterly dismembered by Brady and Gronk finally had his Gronk Flakes. <laughs> Never saw that one coming. <laughs> LA Rams 16, San Francisco 24. Welcome back, Jimmy. Niners on top in all departments. Kansas City 26, Buffalo 17. Bounce back win for the Chiefs as Buffalo's season starts to stall. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona 38, Dallas 10. Dallas almost entirely dreadful. Cardinals good. One-way traffic. That was an absolute boat race boat races to, to end, end the week on, mm-hmm. on Monday night. Yeah, some, some good games as usual. One or two quite odd-looking results. Uh, that, that last one, arguably. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're being entertained. By the NFL as ever. Let's start though with Pittsburgh, who blew the Browns away. And as you said, Rich, in your um, extensive review, um, a, a decent Browns team this season who have been playing well. And I, I guess the Browns are never going to be c- consistent. Um, but the Steelers are going to take some stopping right now. That's starting to look like one of the most exciting divisions in the NFL this season. Uh, given given the teams that are in there, it's it's hilarious watching the Browns just be spectacular one week and then implode the next. That is actually going to be one of the more entertaining things. I I think the Steelers look good. Ben looks about eighty hobbling around the pitch, but he's still able to do big Ben things, and he's got an arm, so that might be enough for them. I think the Browns are kind of flat track bullies in that they look great and beat sides who are pish. But when they come up against one decent, they can't match them and it just all falls apart well they they beat they beat the Colts didn't they a couple of weeks yeah, ago yeah but I said decent yeah <laughs> well Jaguars beat the Colts what's your point <laughs> yeah I, I think the the Browns are going to be just one of these teams that I will mean, 
look at the Browns. Sorry, Adam. The Browns, they beat the Bengals 35-30. They beat the football team 34-20. They beat the Cowboys 38-49. You know, they... they <laughs> some bonkers uh, scores. Some the- bonkers scores, yeah. Which says to me that their defense is proper struggling to contain points in any direction. When you think Washington scored 20 and Joe Burrow's Bengals scored 30. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. I quite it's it's one of those things where I'm quite enjoying the fact that they they're just swinging wildly from season to season because last year the offense couldn't do anything and the D was the only thing that was good about them. This year it's the complete opposite despite being mostly the same. The thing is they're getting they're getting sacks and they and they're getting pressure but when they don't get pressure they're secondary and they they're just they're just shipping points. And the Steelers yeah. just look good in all departments. Really good offensive line, good solid defense, decent receivers. Uh, yeah. Running game's probably the weakest, but it's not weak by any stretch of the imagination. It's not the worst run game either, is it? And Connor Connor is more than serviceable. But when you have that balance of for ground game, you know, the threat on the ground and some decent receivers, when Ben's had a season off, you yeah. know, everybody focuses on Juju and and Claypool has literally come from nowhere and he looks to be literally like literally he he is something he's got something about him something special yeah yeah he looks he's yeah it's funny because um I'm still waiting for Russ to become a uh a Steelers fan based on the continuous one after the other Steelers uh um, receivers that he has a man crush on. He does fall in <laughs> love with him, doesn't he? Chase he's Claypool's just, Canadian, by the way. His mic, but we'll, we'll have to ask him when he gets back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, right. Uh, yeah, deservedly unbeaten, as are the Seahawks, who've just had a bye. As are, of course, the Tennessee Titans. Um, who? <laughs> who? Well, I mean, even. Not just me saying this, surely game of the week from oh, yeah. um, a viewer's, any viewer's perspective. I can't, I mean, <laughs> I've talked about it at length on the Transatlantic Titans podcast just now, um, but it's, I can't remember a game with so many massive swings of momentum and big ludicrous plays will do that. Um, but yeah, from a seemingly... Comfortable first half, twenty-one ten ahead at half time, to then have the Texans come right back and look like they're they're going to comfortably win, um, and then ludicrous overtime finish. I don't I don't know where to start. Um, well, somebody help me. Yeah, well, I, I was going to suggest that you know, like you say, from the first half where it was twenty-one ten, the the comeback through the third quarter, which was almost triggered by that Goskowski missed field goal. It, it almost, yeah. it, almost yeah. it almost felt like the, there was a bit of a switch that, that the Texans went, hold on a minute, we're not completely out of this. We're only like, we're only 11 points down, but the game at halftime felt like it was over. And I know I said to you, Adam, that, you know, the, the Texans are, are really, really struggling. And you were like, yeah, I'm never going to, discount to Sean Watson and then in that third quarter they he did literally turn it on I think it, it was kind of like we said after the 
Minnesota-Houston game where Houston found a way to lose it from a winning position. Titans kept their nerve and found a way to win it. Houston found a way to lose it. And, you know, that that's the difference between an informed team and a team that's struggling. Do you know why? I honestly think that the game was won and lost with the overtime coin toss. Um, because it, it weirdly the way the, I mean the way the game ended. I mean Houston should have should have obviously won it in regulation. Um, I don't you know, these metrics of they had a ninety five percent chance or whatever. I know you love them, um, but the way yes, it was a ridiculous two minute drive from Tannehill and the Titans needed a touchdown, got the touchdown with four seconds to go. But I still felt that the way the game was heading was neither side could stop the other by that point. And that wasn't the case at the start. Um, you know, the, the Titans had more stops than the Texans since they had a lead. Um, but the second half just went mad and the defences were on just on their knees. The coin toss and just Deshaun Watson literally turned round with his head in his hands. It was like, we've lost this. And I think, yeah, had the Texans won that toss, they'd have done the same thing and gone down and scored. Honestly think that. Quite, quite probably. I mean, the the ninety four yard Derek Henry touchdown run uh, hmm. in the fourth quarter, which came after a, a well, imagine he'd been after. on a losing side having done that two hundred and fifty odd yards from scrimmage. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, but what I was going to say in relation to Pat, you saying about the Titans um, holding their nerve and backing themselves and trusting themselves. It's it's almost like they're they're learning or they have learned, especially when when they went for the the playoff run last season, and unfortunately when they well for, unfortunately for Adam when they lost to the Chiefs in the unfortunately uh, for Andy Reid unfortunately for Andy Reid, <laughs> um, I think that's preparing them well for a good playoff run this year. Yeah. Because I think that they, when teams get to a certain point, nobody expected them to get to the championship game last year, did they? They expected them probably to lose against the Patriots in the in the first round or the the divisional round. Was it the wild card or divisional? Whichever one. Pats, they Pats the wild card, Ravens yeah. the divisional. That's it. So uh, they beat the they won those two games that nobody really expected and ended up in a championship game with almost no um, expectation. And and having been through that experience with, with that squad, I mean Taylor Lewan doing his ACL, if that's confirmed. Is that is that right, that Adam? Is, yeah, it's confirmed. So yeah. which is which is massive news for them. I just think they have got all the tools and Tannehill, as much as in the early days people kind of were turned their nose or, or raised their eyebrows at him going there and being number one and taking over from Mariota. He is he is now leading that team in a way that that is unquestionable. I, I never saw Tannehill coming. I'd, I'd seen Tannehill at the Dolphins, but you, you come to realise Adam Gase. Um, <laughs> but he's, make, he's making throws that you expect to see the media wetting their pants like it was Patrick Mahomes making those kind of throws. Um, just putting the team on his back. The Titans had 601 yards of offence, which is a franchise record in, in that game. Yeah, so, which, yeah, Derek Henry's got 264, but Tannehill has a game on top of that. It's just it's bonkers. Um, but one player I want to talk about this from from this game is nothing to do with any player, um, or indeed an actual play. Come to think of it, was the deliberate twelve men on a field penalty. So I don't know if any of you are aware of this. Yep, cerebral. 
because he gives them five yards when they're going to get a yard for the first down anyway, but he also runs off 40 seconds of clock or 20 seconds of oh, clock. Say, or yes, saves 40 seconds of clock or a yeah. timeout. So um, it's a little thing that Mike Vrabel had up his sleeve. He did it two years ago in a game against the Jets in a similar situation where the, the Jets were a couple of points in front and had the ball towards coming up, coming up towards a two minute warning. Um, right, they second and short basically. So you, the clock is starting to get out of control. You want to, you want to stop the other team, but second and short, your chances aren't good. Give up a deliberate penalty, gives up a first down, but stops the clock. So instead of a play that keeps the clock running to to win the first down, you've got a clock stoppage. Little quirk in the rules that Vrabel's aware of. Um, Houston didn't know what was going on. Otherwise, they could have declined the penalty, as the Jets could two years ago. Same thing. Judging by the view from the sideline, the guy who was told to run onto the field didn't know what was going on either. Oh, he knew. Yeah, but he had to be talked into it. It was like, when you do this, what, why? Oh, right, okay. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing when you look at the footage and, like, um, he's selling it, like, doing it, but then making sure that they've, yeah, you saw that, the official over there. (laughs) Just just count, just count the players, just to make sure. Um, But brilliant, there's a brilliant bit of footage I think it's the Green Bay game where they have 12 men on the field when they're right down in the red zone and they they have not a deliberate penalty, I don't think for them, but a 12 men on the field penalty. And you can see this ref, this back judge ref counting the players like three times before he actually throws the flag. But I was wondering like what's so presumably that that penalty flag is thrown once the substitutions have been completed and once the refs have moved away from the line of scrimmage. Any time after that, you can you can call it. I think I think on defense. I mean, when the ball is snapped, I think you, you, on offense you can be flagged for having twelve men in the huddle. Uh, I'm not entirely sure um, because there could be there could be substitutions on you know, any play. The offense makes substitutions that you can bring players on and off. But um, oh yeah, that's the technicalities. I'm not sure. You'd have to ask Mike Brable because yeah. he knows that rule book inside out better than I do. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get into a rules debate, but if if someone finds out, tweet us and let us know, or we'll tweet it and let people know. <laughs> we won't. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not happening. Um, but yeah, Brable's done this specific thing twice. You may recall in the playoffs, he also um, had a bit of shithousery with a punt to actually do the opposite when the Titans had the lead against the Patriots in their own backyard um, just by taking a a couple of deliberate delay of game penalties to take another 40 seconds off. So it's, it's it's something that he's obviously looked at and other coaches haven't. Now it's now everyone knows he's done it. You know, probably can't, you can't get away with it again. Um, you can but, get away with it until they change the rule. Well, yeah, yeah, but Houston could decline the penalty, I think. Um, so if, if it was done and it's quite a unique situation as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just just coaching making a difference, and when you you tie a game with four seconds left, you look at the little things like that. Yeah, the little things like missing a a, a, a single point conversion, and then having to go for two and failing that as well, and ending up tying and then losing in overtime. <laughs> well, there have been a few of those interesting moments over the weekend. Um, the Eagles having a ridiculous comeback against the Ravens completely improbable no one saw that coming I assume 
uh, and were a two point conversion away from from tying it all up and going to overtime, which was which was bonkers. And then you had the Washington Potatoes going for two rather than going for one to tie it up and having possibly one of the most shambolic shit shows of a, an attempt at two point conversion that I've ever seen. I don't know. Carson, Carson Wentz, his attempt was pretty shit as well. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't great, but that was that was one of those we have to do this otherwise we've lost anyway. They, no, they no, couldn't no, no. So, the game. But, but, but I mean, around the execution, oh, when yeah. they face it with a the handoff, oh, yeah. they kind of run into each other, and it was like, ah, oh, fuck. But the 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 redskins, sorry, not the redskins, the potatoes Racist. did something something very similar, and Carl Allen literally had an easy, almost walk in uh, straight to the line and attempts to throw and fucks it up. Having sort of fumbled around with it before, it was just awful. Sums them up as a football team. And they were playing the Giants. Like you can understand going for it if you're playing the Chiefs when the coin flip might win that's or lose. That's it. your but... best chance to win the game if you're playing yeah. the Chiefs, isn't it? If I mean, you're playing yeah. the Giants, you're as likely to get a pick six in overtime as you are to flip in uh, fail. So, <laughs> so true. But but they're you know the 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 potatoes. They they could be in line for a for a Trevor if they wanted one. So maybe well, there's, there's maybe quite a, a few of teams with the, they've got to get past to get Trevor as it stands. Um, yeah, if I if I was Trevor and and the option was the green side of New York, it would be fucking. I I would retire from football immediately. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think there's a possibility that uh, Gase could be gone and you could actually be going into a new regime. Really? Well, I mean that would be good, but a new regime. That potentially has a decent enough quarterback in Sam Darnold. Yeah, well that that's the thing with that's uh, true. Let's not let's not get into the Jets' woes. Um, no, not, not well, well, I will, I will, I will talk very quickly. The irony, and I know nobody cares about fantasy, but I took Craig on in a fantasy league in our league of record this week, and I had the Dolphins' defense, and I won by like heart, less than half a point, ninety three <laughs> point something to ninety two point something, and. Obviously, the Jets played the Dolphins, and the Dolphins scored twenty-four points on DST because they nilled them. <laughs> if if there's a fantasy league anywhere that didn't have the Dolphins D picked up last week, then you're playing it wrong. <laughs> um, much like my big fear last summer was that we'd pick up one of the journeyman quarterbacks and be awful with them. My big fear now is that we get rid of our coaching staff and replace it with Adam Gase. That's oh, just imagine him, getting a, forever. imagine him getting another job as a head coach in the NFL. It I would mean, be ridiculous, really? but uh, don't put it past the Jags. Uh, You'll convince someone. It's that those hypnotic eyes, once he's turned them on you in, in that interview room, you're done for. <laughs> is, he like so... the, is he like the demon headmaster? Oh, yeah, that's a good old so. school reference. Like, I thought you might like that. <laughs> look, it looked just uh, like Jack Straw. Like it. it did, and also the travel, the travel guy from Good Morning Britain, Simon Calder. Simon Calder, Simon Calder. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is this is niche. Very. <laughs> All right. Can I talk, talk, just talk a little bit more about the the Ravens Eagles game? Um, more from a Ravens perspective. Um, yeah. I mean, had the ridiculous happened and the Eagles completed that comeback. Obviously, had a lot more to do, um, potentially in overtime. Is there yeah, any cause for concern for the Ravens, who 
yeah, I mean, they're obviously they get a win against a a ropey looking team. Um, is it is everything all right with with that organisation? I think I think, so. I think it's just there. I think it's just one of those foot off the gas moments where they felt comfortable. They know the Eagles aren't very good. Sort of ease up a bit, and all of a sudden your opponents have roared back against you and you 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 know that that kind of feeling is difficult I thought to we were shake. Done talking you could about see... Spurs against West Ham. <laughs> but you could see Harbour on the on the sidelines just getting more and more furious as there are a couple I think there were one or two slightly dodgy calls or calls that he felt were dodgy that you know all of that stuff just started mounting up and Carson Wentz had flashes of old Carson Wentz um, I, I think if it had gone to overtime, the Ravens would have woken up and dealt with it. But it was, I think it's just one of those, it's a sloppy, like, end of game situation that you just don't want to get into. But I'd imagine that they'll come through next week and just destroy someone just to show that they can. Yeah. I really enjoyed Carson Wentz's mazy run. Went for about 30 yards, dodged about four people, and then just ushered himself out of bounds. That was very impressive and surprising. Yeah, you sort of, you expect that to end with a season-ending injury, that kind of play. Yeah, particularly for Carson Wentz. Yes. Um, all right. Um, other games that were noteworthy. Um, the the NF the old NFC Central clash. It just feels like to me. Maybe that's just maybe that's niche, um, just for me. But um, or the Bay Bowl, Green against Tampa. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Build. It's Rogers against Brady. Is this going to be the last time you get to see this? These two great quarterbacks, all the rest of it. Um, have we have we underestimated Tom? Do we, do we need to go there? No, we haven't. I mean, the Bucks are exactly who we thought they were. They're going to absolutely steamroller some teams and then lose when they shouldn't, which is exactly what they've done over the first few weeks. I I think this is more down to the Packers just having an absolute shit show of a week and and not turning up. The weirdest thing last week was they got 10-0 up and looked fairly comfortable and then completely and then Aaron fell apart. started gyrating his hips. Maybe oh, that was God. the issue. Yeah, he embarrassed everyone and they all decided to stop playing for the remainder of the game, which is really what it looked like the last quarter. And it's a really bad sign for a team to give up and throw the cards in like that. Yeah, they I wonder whether like Gabbert in at the end of that game. That's how comfortable it was. Yep. I, I do wonder whether it's a little bit of like the kind of slightly shambolic laid back Packers from last year where they can backslide into that mentality a little bit given, you know, given the situation where they just got too far behind. Um, but I guess we'll see. We'll find out next week if they bounce back. Then I think we're... I've bounced we're back. back. Yeah. <laughs> back to them being, being uh, slightly more... You know, thought about as before you go down that rabbit hole. One of the other things is how are the Packers behind the Bears in that conference in that division? <sighs> Pat, go on. I was going to say there was there was two really infuriating bits of NFL rulage in this game. So Aaron Rodgers dived in headfirst for a touchdown, and they ruled him. They ruled that he'd given wow. himself up and was down at the one because his knee hit, even though he wasn't touched and he went into the end zone. It's like, he's clearly not giving himself up. He's clearly diving for the touchdown. So why is that not a touchdown? It makes no sense. But now Aaron Jones punched it in and got me fantasy points. So I was pleased. But 
the point stands. And the other one was someone caught a ball and then slid out of bounds and it moved in his hands slightly. And they ruled it not a catch. And you're like, but he's caught the ball in two hands and is in bounds. And the ball never hit the floor at any point. So why is that not a catch? That makes no catch. sense that that's not a catch. The, catch rule. the first one, though. The catch rule is stupid in that sense. The first scenario, I don't mind because QB, not that play specifically, because I get, I get what you mean, but QBs can't have it both ways. Um, you, you, see, you see where you see someone give themselves up. And if you're diving, you'll see QBs dive forward to give themselves up. And that's sort of pushing it a bit. Yep. I think that they like to have their cake and eat it, quite literally. We're going to misuse the word literally all show. I'm going to keep, keep going with it. But I literally use it in every sentence. Yes. I'm yes. going to literally wince my face off. <laughs> I, didn't they change the rule like two years ago so that they changed it from you had to slide knee first to you could dive head first, but it would still be spotted where you start the dive? Yeah, this... This is this is the thing. It's a bit so. Yeah, in that situation, they're screwed over by that by that rule. But I kind of agree with it because, yeah, it's it's using using that to your advantage. If a quarterback dies forward and a defensive player sticks a hit on them, then they they're going to draw a flag. So you, yeah, you've got to even it up somehow. Um, the other thing that irked me rules wise this week was the inconsistency of roughing the passer because it's like. If you're oh seen as a silky in-the-pocket passing quarterback like Mahomes or something, then, oh, you get them all the time. If you're a rushing-type rushing, rushing type quarterback... Mahomes, like... Mahomes indicates to the refs every, almost every other play he's pointing at something. There was a thing in the, in the Titans game where two Titans players had um, Deshaun Watson pretty much stopped. And third one flew in and nailed him in the back. And you're like, if that was Mahomes, that would be flagged. But it wasn't flagged because it's Watson and he's trying to escape and run. And that's the and you can't officiate your rules based on who the players are and who the teams are. They should be consistent. It drives me insane. Uh, my my least favourite on that was week one with the Cardinals, where one of our linemen, big fat linemen, starts to go for uh, Kyler Murray, realises that Kyler Murray is sliding and goes over the top of him and some of his belly fat hits Kyler Murray and that gets flagged and it's like seriously guys he's pulled out as far as he can for a big guy he's Catholic Coitus interrupt us yeah (laughs) Um, the Bears got a little mention in just going back a a couple of paragraphs Um, they're five and one I I don't know it's it's one of those things I kind of I'm conflicted with this because I don't think they're a particularly good football team, but they're five and one. You can you can slag off a two and one or a three and one team, but there comes a point where you have to actually acknowledge the fact that they're winning football games. And they've got a really good defense and an entirely unconvincing offense. I think the offense is enough when your defense is that good. And one of the biggest, I was sort of tongue in cheek with the Carlos Santo comment um, in my in my. I like the silence S. I approve of that. Carry on. Um, but he, his, his ability to actually kick field goals. They lost a lot of games last year based off shitty kicking, um, and just having that sorted, I think, makes everyone a little bit more comfortable with putting him in those situations. I don't know. I don't really understand how he's ended up getting cut and ended up going there. 
because he's a decent kicker as far as I can tell. Yeah, you didn't watch the Buffalo-Tennessee game a year ago, did you, Rich? No, I didn't. Literally missed four field goals. Um, yeah, I've, 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 I've let that one go now, honestly. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure who the Bears have got coming up the next few weeks. but They've got Rams, Saints and Titans in the next three weeks. So when they're five and four, we can revisit this conversation. Yeah, yeah maybe. but what if they're not? Well, this, this, that's the thing. The team starts winning. Yeah, the crazy things can happen. And they have beaten Colts, Bucks, and Panthers in the last three weeks, and they're all decent, but not stellar. Well, Bucks can be stellar. The other two are decent. But before that, Falcons, Giants, Lions, all fairly pish. So, Shows I don't, I don't it's not convinced me yet. I don't think the Rams are as good as advertised based on the game last weekend. No, they fluctuate. Maybe. Because I don't think we're as good as we showed there most of the time. The Bears are 5-1 and one, and the Texans are 1-5. and five, Is that right? And you sort of, and part of that is due to the games they've played, particularly the first two or three. But it shows that you you lose or win two or three and that that run can continue whoever you are and i'm not i'm not saying the texans should be i'm not saying it should be flipped but both of those records seem a little false based on what we've seen and the but... bears biggest winning margin is four points as well so it's not like they've <laughs> oh no i tell our lie eight points i oh, know they lost the colts yeah four points so yeah they haven't convincingly beaten anyone can, I mean, can the bears are five and one they should make the playoffs right i mean... should yeah, absolutely. They only need three more wins. Yeah, if you did it by statistics, they'd say, oh, they've got a 95% chance of making it with a 5-1 and one record. But statistics <laughs> don't tell you how good the team are, how good the teams they've played are or anything. So it's if, if you're just using a bland, flat algorithm, the result won't tell you the truth in most cases. Okay. Right, Mark's not here this week. Should we... Uh... Mark's not here this week. Should we slag off Josh, Josh Allen? Um Oh yes, please. <laughs> I, I I'm so, so tempted, but oh mate, I I didn't watch any of the um any of the Chiefs uh, and Bills. I didn't even watch the game before. I didn't even see the highlights. To be fair, right, no, right, lay into him then. <laughs> well, yeah. What can you say? He, I just don't think he's an actual leader, mate. He's not a game manager. <laughs> he's a strong. He's a strong arm quarterback who uh, relies on having fast weapons downfield. Other than that, he's dog shit. <laughs> I, I did watch the game. Well, I, I tell a lie. I watched about two-thirds of the game, was falling asleep, and watched the rest in the morning. But Buck and Aitman, I, it was starting to, I was starting to fight Mark's corner. because um, I think the Bills had the ball first. There was a bit of drizzle. It wasn't raining hard. It was, it was you know, a bit like the Texans-Titans game. Enough rain to that you'd notice, but it's not massively affecting things josh allen misses a couple of throws in their first drive and buck and aikman are all over it that's a terrible throw by allen he's missed his receiver and then just couldn't help themselves but bill's punt to the chiefs and then mahomes misses one and all you hear is yeah the 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 rain's making it difficult for the the qbs out there to to get control of the ball and they're struggling and they're going to struggle in these conditions well, hang on, rewind a bit. It's just just because it's Mahomes, and um, you know the, the two guys are playing on the same field, in the same conditions, and um, they've both missed a couple of throws. 
I mean, it, it didn't look didn't look great for Josh Allen, but it's one game, and I'm not going to start. It's it's so easy to just seeing Twitter and people overreacting to a small sample size. Uh, just just nonsense. Yeah, if the Bills end up going, what are they four and two now? Yeah, they, if the Bills suddenly were four and eight, and Josh Allen can't hit any can't hit Cal's backside, then fine. But I don't really see that happening. They're playing the Chiefs in on a disgusting night in Buffalo. Exactly. If 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 you are losing that game to I don't know like the Bengals or someone like that, then then you're worried. But that's a good football team, and in shit conditions. Like I'm not I'm not going to get too stressed out. Well, I'm not going to get at all stressed out because it's the Bills. I don't really care. But <laughs> if I was a Bills fan, I wouldn't Why be getting not, too stressed out about that particular result like it's it's the next game that you that you might get worried if you lose another one you start seeing some you know shoddy throws from him in good conditions but yeah he's been good so far this season i think we give him the benefit of the doubt for now much as i hate to hear myself say that yeah they run a very good chiefs team pretty close they're still favorites to win the division especially now miami have announced their benching fits <laughs> and well, the Pats lost. yeah how is that possible? Is that well, I mean, I mean is we... it com- is it confirmed or is it NFL yeah, it is rumor? Confirmed. It is yeah, confirmed now. It, yeah, two is starting. They're, they don't they're on a buy this week, but the following week I think they're playing the Rams. Well, they they've got a fa- they've got a, a favorable sort of fixture list coming up, haven't they? But I mean, would you would you start would you start Tua in his first start against the Rams? I could think of worse matchups. The... This is, I think people are, there's a lot of reaction to this because Fitz has had a few good games. Um, Now, he's not had a consistent career, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love Fitz. I love Fitz magic. Um, And watching him stick a game on his back is is great to see. Um, But we all know he's got that five, six interception game in him. Um, And all the Dolphins are doing is starting to uh, before that game happens rather than after it, uh, which, which we've seen. We've seen the, the Bucks do it, um, sticking him, flicking between him and Jameis Winston. Mm. Um, also, look at it from another point of view. If two is ready, stick him in. I mean, maybe that was their plan all along. Uh, yeah, give, but, well, give, yeah. Give two a, a couple of months, learn from Fitz a bit. Maybe they decided at Just the start of the season that they're going to stick him in after the bye. Um, Fitz Magic playing well is a nice problem to have, right? Uh, absolutely. And they've always got someone to go back to. So, you know, and actually it, the division's wide open. So it's not like they're, you know, they're, they're tanking or they're in, in a position where they're, you know, they're not, they're not being competitive. Uh, my only worry is that um, against the Rams, a rookie QB starting his first game and Aaron Donald just wants <laughs> to marmalize him. Because yeah. that will that will happen. <laughs> Particularly, he's pissed off after this week. Yeah. Although Tua is a lot more mobile than Fitzpatrick, which Correct. might work in his favour. But, but Aaron Donald is also very, very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to be facing someone's going to be facing him. Yeah, I just, I just think, I mean, I, I it's harsh. I, I'm looking at this in a they're putting Tua in 
way rather than their benching fits, which is, I think, how they will look at this. It's definitely both. Yeah, yeah boy, obviously. But, yeah, you know what I'm getting at. It's going to play those... fits as a tight end. It's one <laughs> of those things where I think you... If you... Obviously, they feel confident. They've seen his progression in practices. They've decided that he feels... They feel like he's getting a, a real good feel for, for the offense and that they are looking looking in a good shape with him. I think the thing that really does, um, that's going to be a concern is if he struggles over two or three games, do the fans, because they're allowed fans in Miami, start getting on his back and start, you know, does does it, does it potentially hit his confidence if he doesn't have a, a really strong start? Do the fans start shouting for Fitz Magic to come back in? You could say that any time, though, couldn't you? No, like, but I think if the I think if you've benched Fitz what, because what should they, should had they... like two shit games, then the fans aren't going to be shouting for him back. All right. So the scenario, the other scenario is that they keep they keep Fitzpatrick in until he has a bad game. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but Miami. Are we really expecting Miami to get to the playoffs? I. The way I see it is you're looking at what's well, no, the long even game. All the more reason to... Oh, I don't, what's yeah, the I long just... game for your quarterback? What's the best situation to bring him into? And maybe this is... Maybe they feel really good about him in practice, but I just feel like the fans will get on his back if Tua has a couple of bad games to start with and they'll want Fitz I back mean, sooner rather than later. I mean, with that in mind as well, there aren't going to be many fans in the stadium to get on his back either, is it? Maybe it's an ideal time to put him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, in in a semi in in a semi empty stadium, you know that because that's when the pressure hurts the most, isn't it? Right when yeah. you've got when you've got crowds playing for your blood. But actually, you know when you when you look at when you look at the Dolphins and and how they've started. Yes, you might say, okay, well, are they going to make the playoffs? That 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 AFC East is going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I don't yeah. think it's going to be that tight. I think no, it will. it's going to be tight. It's, it's going to be, be real tight. Because the, like the Bills Bill, are going to shit the bed. <laughs> and, you know, the Pats will be the Pats. And yeah, we'll forget about the other team. Do you think the empty stadiums is partly why we've seen so many ridiculous scores? Because it's the same in the Premier League. There's like seven twos and stuff flying about all over the place. And you're like, is, is there something about... It all feels a bit pre-season friendly when there's no fans there heckling the shit out of you. Well, it does help offences. I think the defences want it loud. Offences don't. So that there's definitely that. Um, I you probably could overanalyze this stuff, I think. Um, Not on this podcast. No, no. We're going to un- under-analyze it and instantly move on. Um I'm going to I'm going to have a callback to something that I've remembered that we said we were going to come back to and that's the comments made by some Dallas players about their coaching staff. Ah uh, yes. So go on Rich, you were desperate to uh I mean not necessarily desperate but as a 49ers fan I always enjoy an imploding <laughs> Dallas organization. Right, this is, and... where, this is where I thought you were heading. Yeah, Don't we all. This this evening there have been reports that multiple players have claimed that the coaching staff doesn't know what it's doing, can't make in-game adju- in-game adjustments and is generally incompetent, which is fucking hilarious as far as I'm concerned. It's unsurprising. I mean it looks pretty awful based on what's there. You you made a comment on WhatsApp Adam of 
this is not great if you're comparing back to the previous regime and saying that, that was far better. <laughs> they should hire Tom Coughlin to raise morale. That worked really well for the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I watched I watched the game in forty for last night and it was just it was diabolical everywhere. Like yeah. Zeke was putting the ball on the ground. Andy Dalton couldn't do anything. Um but their O line were it their O line weren't giving him a chance. Um, their Andy receivers Dalton were dropping the least passes. Of their worries. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And if Andy Andy Dalton, if anything, would, yeah, he'll settle into it. You would think, but yeah, some of their they they didn't look interested. Is is that is that old chestnut? It's almost like they've given up. <laughs> QB's yeah, gone but you're down. in the NFC East. You can win I four know. games and win that division. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just so awful. Um, it is hilarious. I'm enjoying it. You mentioned some other team that are having equally mutterings coming out. I can't remember who it was, though. Uh, did I? I thought you did. Oh, Maybe not. Possibly. There um, probably are ones. I mean, there's some fucking terrible teams. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember getting this far into a season and having 10 teams that have only got one win or less. Yeah, there's some there are some bad football teams um, in in the NFL. Yes, yeah, a terrible season to choose your tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's it's hard to look past the Jets, Craig. I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. Um, it's, it might be the best thing that happens to them. They need a they need a a reboot, as as he would yeah, Craig said himself. My last best hope is that they're really sold on Donald and stick with him. Well, he's yeah, he's probably the best thing they've got right now. Now they've shipped off Lev Bell. <laughs> I can't believe that. It's like I, th- I thought getting rid of your RB one was just a Jaguars thing, but apparently not. Apparently, any incompetent team can do it. Until I'm going to reserve judgment until I see him, you know, have a 200 yard game for his Chiefs debut. Yeah, but you've got to look at what they've got left. They've got Frank Gore and Frank Gore. It's like. Nothing. So you're better off with something than nothing, especially if you're paying off the other something's contract. They got Adam Gay, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, make him run <laughs> like, the ball. It doesn't matter. Literally, yeah, give the ball to Adam Gay. Put himself in. Honestly, they're a fucking shit show, right? Whether it's Bell or Gore or fucking Ryan Griffin or the only good thing about that, I mean, I I rate Sam Darnold and his massive face. I think he's decent, <laughs> and I think he showed before Gay's. You know, he would have showed he showed glimpses, and I think he is got more than enough ability to be a more than serviceable quarterback. Jameson Crowder, I think, is an excellent receiver, like a really excellent receiver, and in the right hands and in the right. But I mean, he's showing it now, even under Gase, because he's pretty much the only option they've got. Um, but he is he's really good. So you you get rid of a single element in this whole equation and all of a sudden it might start to balance out at either side you like that a bit of maths chat i love it i love, I love the fact that you've back- bigged up donald and dissed alan in the same podcast like the ultimate betrayal <laughs> <laughs> i i love the idea of adam gase as a running back just hypnotizing defenses on his way through those gaps in the o-line i don't i don't <laughs> think any killed. massive defensive player as we all know defensive players are idiots <laughs> i don't think that they would be uh have their attention span focused for long enough other C-man than to smash, smash man yeah 
I do like the fact they're targeting Crowder more often than they're running any of their running backs in a game. That is never a good sign. (laughs) Crowder's first class. Really first class. He's going to score a touchdown this this Sunday, as as we know. Right, shall we... Have we got any any other burning issues, or shall we preview some games? I have two two other issues. Ooh. We should big up Brandon McManus for single handedly beating the Patriots eighteen twelve. That was very <laughs> impressive. Wasn't the last person to do that? Um, Jason Sanders from Miami to solely beat a team that with yeah, field goals only. Recently, they, yeah, they, I'm they sure did. it was. I'm sure it was Sanders. It was good. It was good times. The other thing is. I'd really like them to see, to see them bring in signalling for a flag as an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that immediately nullifies any penalty that may or may not have occurred. Because it would improve my watching every week. No end if players stopped f- waving for flags after every incident. It drives me insane. So it's the equivalent of the, the yellow, yeah. card. Yellow, card. Fake yellow card. It's, it's unsportsmanlike conduct to do it, definitely. So stop penalising it and it'll stop immediately and then we can enjoy the games more the problem it's is my plea. when they did that with when they did that in in football it it you got like half a season of them booking players for doing it and then they forgot all about it and it just kept crept back in i think the same thing would happen in the nfl yeah a good idea doesn't stop being a good idea just because it's enforced badly though <laughs> oh, i agree <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's going anywhere put it that way okay right week seven is coming up um this week we have we have a Thursday night game. I think it's the original schedule, and there might be one or two bits of juggling that stem from the the Patriots postponement. Um, but well, in fact, Pittsburgh Tennessee was supposed to be in a different week. What am I talking about? We've got fourteen games coming up anyway, and we're going to preview them in comprehensive fashion. So if you're ready, here are our one sentence previews, starting with New York Giants at Philadelphia. It's going to be just as hilariously awful as the last giant match. Dallas at Washington. Dallas Cowboys are bang in trouble, yet it, two and four are still top of the NFC East. What a shit show. Buffalo at New York Jets. Buffalo by at least 30. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Tennessee. How will the Titans' offensive line hold up after the loss of Luan? The Steelers' defense is going to be a sturdy test. Carolina at New Orleans. Nailed on Saints win, you'd think. And if Michael Thomas has used the bye week to calm down, they should get back on track. Green Bay at Houston. No one wants to face Aaron Rodgers on a revenge game. Least of all the Texans who keep finding different creative ways to lose narrowly. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Battle for being the worst team in the AFC North looks like this game, but it's neither of those teams. It's the Jets. Detroit at Atlanta. Falcons. Have the Falcons turned the corner post Quinn? Stafford's Lions will hope not. Seattle at Arizona. Should be an absolute slobber knocker. Both teams rested after bye weeks, albeit a virtual bye week in Arizona's case. <laughs> um, Jacksonville at LA Chargers. These are both one win. These are both one win teams, but the Chargers are light years ahead of the Jags right now. San Francisco at New England. Some injured players returning for the Niners. The Pats look toothless in Denver. Can Cam reignite? Couldn't read my own writing then. <laughs> also, the Pats were at home to Denver. That's what I meant. Um, 
Kansas City at Denver. Lock it in. Another Chiefs win on the road. Tampa Bay at Oakland. Oakland. My third great game in a row. Did, oh, said Jesus. Complaining, it's been <laughs> oh, seven weeks. I've been so careful. You wrote it in the WhatsApp as well, but I thought I'd just leave it there. Yeah, but if you told me, I might have been able to fix it. That's <laughs> fun, isn't it? It's all about fix fun. it in the edit, but you <laughs> Edit. Tampa Bay at Las Vegas. My third great game in a row. Who said complaining doesn't bring results? Certainly not Tom Brady. And finally, Chicago at LA Rams. The five and one Bears are the most inexplicable team in the NFL right now, and they're gonna go to six and one. <laughs> I don't think they are, but I haven't thought Chicago are gonna win like their last four or whatever either. So yeah, here we are. Oh, I set myself up that I could fix that in the edit, but. I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've called the Chargers San Diego all year. I think we're past that just about. It could be worse. You could have got the potatoes San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least I didn't use the racist slur that Rich did. Shocking. Uh, right. I regret nothing. Any other business? Um, it's time. Um, Russ, you've missed a week or two. Yeah, I'm I'm strangely lacking in in any other business ability at the moment. I'm come come back to me. It's, it's the unwillingness to go back to the same well for the Yeah, I can't I can't do it. Row, right? I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I will come up with something. Okay, Rich. Um yeah, I was going to have a whinge about the whole European Premier League breakaway thing that seems to have been leaked this evening but i can't be bothered to oh that, that won't happen that um so all i'm gonna say is moto gp is fucking wonderful this season um it's been dominated by um by one man in particular who is now <laughs> out injured uh for what seems like most of the rest of the season but could still come back and win it but it just means that there's, there's been something like eight different winners in the first 10 races and the guy who's leading the championship hasn't even won a race yet. It's so close, and the racing's fantastic. Moto3 is also fucking hilarious and wonderful. And it's it's been one of the highlights of my uh, my Sundays when it's on at the moment. It's, it's excellent. It is brilliant watching, it's brilliant watching teenage motorcycle riders before they've learned any fear or common sense whatsoever, just <laughs> gunning it into corners. I really love that stuff. Yeah. Okay, any other business, Pat? Three quick things. Um, firstly, three? That's three. That's... But they're really quick. And Russ might not have one, so he can have one of mine. Have you seen the Wine Gums advert on Twitter that's promoted tweet? So I keep getting it on my thread. Do they it's pronounce like, it Winner Gums? Winner Gums. It's like a really close up of a Wine Gums slightly pulsating in and out. And the first one I saw was the kind of ready pink one. And I just kind of went. Why is there a flashlight on my Twitter? What is this? It was really odd. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So if you do see it now, you'll hate yourself. Apologies for that. A wine gum isn't a wine gum, by the way, unless it has the name of a grape written on it. (laughs) That's true. This one just has a big M. It's it's quite disturbing. Um, Second one, I just want to big up the um, Twitter breakdowns of Laurie Fitzpatrick. That's Laurie with a U. They're really excellent work. And yeah, I'll stop it too. It's greedy. 
No, I have a third. They were short. They were short. That was that was me trying to stall because I forgot what the third one is. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking about the Chaz and Dave song Snooper Looper, Snooker Loopy earlier, and wondering why no one told them that their chorus would be a foul and have to stop after the yellow. Hot the red and yeah. Yellow green blind. Yeah. Hot the red and screw back for the yellow green. That green's a foul. Should be a yellow again. Well, that's uh, even if it was the final red. You'd you still have you still need a colour in between. Yeah, it doesn't it, it make sense that, on that any level. Have, that shouldn't have made it through to the final version. Yeah, that's that's a disgrace, Chaz and Dave. They had a matchroom gang with them who presumably knew the rules, so really they should have um, helped them out with that. Yeah. Also, the final red, you're probably you're probably not the, the idea that you have to screw back to get onto the yellow. Ideally, you'd leave an angle and just stun on the it. Black. The yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's schoolboy snooker. You'd have, you'd have to be in a really poor position to be screwing back for the yellow or something. You'd have, you'd have set six other covers available. I don't know what's happened to Russ's sound, but... Um, He's yeah. channeling Craig from last He's week. He's doing a Craig. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, happened? It's gone really quiet. Really quiet? Yeah. You sound, you sound like you're outside your shed shouting at your microphone. My back now? Is that yeah. better? Yeah, that's, 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 I've that's just, better. I've just put the plug in again. <laughs> oh, it, my microphone had unplugged and it was using my microphone from the laptop um which it automatically detected so oh, yeah pull back the curtain for you um, i'm leaving all that in obviously uh, like, oh yeah I'll, I'll go next and give you a final chance to think of something russ um okay i it's actually it's quite simple it's football related unfortunately it seems to keep creeping in um I, I might be missing some details about this, but I'm going to just say two things how I, about how I see this. Number one, Jordan Pickford did not deliberately injure Virgil van Dijk. Yes. And, thank, and number thank two, you very much. Number two, there's, there's nothing wrong with wishing Virgil van Dijk well, who, who's just ruptured his ACL. I, 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 the reaction of some people to all of this is just nonsensical. There you go. Here, here we it. go. Here we go. Now you've triggered something. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> um, hashtag triggered. Fucking, like, hashtag triggered Liverpool fans, like present company accepted. No, don't. No. Take that last part. I mean, um, I'm, not, I'm not triggered by it. I, I didn't think he tried to injure him in the first place. No, 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 no. Shitty no. attempted what? tackle. No, it was yeah, a shit tackle. That's, that's exactly what but it no, was. No, where, where, I'm going, was. where I'm going with this is um, I think they're called uh, YNWA on Facebook, starting a petition um, to Parliament or whatever it was to... Stay at the... Oh, God, I hadn't even seen that. To to get the Premier... Oh, no, not to Parliament. To get the Premier League to take action... Uh, retrospectively against the VAR decision and Jordan Pickford, as if they were just going to miraculously change the result. Um, Failing to mention and failing to uh, acknowledge, quite ironically, the amount of VAR decisions that went in Liverpool's favour last season on their way to the Premier League title. Um, They finally get one to go against them, or maybe two. You know, it just so happens they're in one game in the Merseyside derby and they cry like little bitches. Now, you know, VAR, come and be a Tottenham fan for five minutes. Um, come and support <laughs> no, another... No, we don't, no, we don't, don't recommend that on this podcast. No. Um, but all I'm saying is, right, 
these types of decisions, these sorts of VAR things, handballs, offsides, swings and roundabouts. Liverpool have been very much on the swing for quite a bit. And uh, and that swing miraculously hasn't gone backwards. Uh, now it is. So suck it up, princesses, because uh, <laughs> now you're without Van Dyke for a little while and you've got fucking Adrian in goal. Um, it's going to be a long old season for Liverpool, uh, which makes me very, very happy. It's, no it's VAR of, is it's 100%. One of things that pisses me off the most about being a fan of any team is yeah. the fucking idiots that you then have to like... Argue, arguing with your own fans on Twitter because they're being morons is such it just pisses me off. So tiresome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like I can understand people's frustrations at the decisions, but it's like VAR's been doing that to teams for like a season and a half now, and we have. To be fair, we've had some shit decisions from VAR against us as well, but not as many as Tottenham. Obviously, you guys got screwed last year. But but it's one of those things. It's like that's just how the game is at the moment. Like if you don't like it, get angry at the people who make the rules and see if, see if they will change them for everyone. Because that's organising a sit down protest in Stanley Park isn't going to change anything. <laughs> Enjoy yourself <laughs> in the know. drizzle. Yeah, it's just uh, so ironic just and extra so COVID, moronic. That's all it achieves. Yeah, oh, hopefully it'll wipe a few of them out. <laughs> just don't go to the just don't go to the hospitals. Yeah, just die in the park. As long as you don't put a strain on the NHS. I was going to say that the lack of VAR is currently the best thing about supporting a team outside the Premier League. <laughs> Make yeah. Well, as a, Wick- as a Wickham fan, I'm not enjoying that season either. So, The best team I support at the moment are on minus four points. That puts into perspective my NFL and association football <laughs> watching this season. That's the only reason why Wickham aren't bottom of the championship on zero points with zero wins with that, one I mean, goal. Enjoy it while it lasts. It's not going to be long. (laughs) I'm not enjoying it and it won't last. Oh dear, I can't believe we've got the violins out for for Liverpool, but there we are. There we are. Tiny, tiny. Uh, They don't even get tiny violins, actually. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's, uh, we'll get out of here. We've kept that relatively short for us. (laughs) Hashtag no mark. (laughs) That's what a coincidence. Well, we haven't had to have Craig repeat everything three times. <laughs> because we can't hear what he's saying. We haven't had, like you say, we've had lots. I thought you were just like talking about a hundred, Yeah, true. We've had 100% less mark, which is uh, a vast improvement on most other weeks. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, and we covered we didn't have most the... of the games, which we never normally get to do because it's about eighty percent mark talking about the bills. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You realise you know, Mark talking about Josh Allen for half an hour sort of interrupts our ability to talk about more interesting things. And it's Mark. <laughs> right, um, Mark might be back next week. Craig might be back next week. We, we don't know. Some of us will be back next week. I mean, that's that's half the appeal, isn't it? Because you never really know who's going to turn up. You don't. Yeah. I might be talking about football club owners dying in helicopter crashes. Anything <laughs> can happen. Well, let's hope not. Die in the park, as you uh, as you said that, literally two week. minutes ago. <laughs> right, that's it. We're done. Um, enjoy week seven, everybody. Bye. Thank you.
That was, yeah, that was what I was And then you can pronounce it in the uh, French chef and the Simpsons voice. Crowd air. <laughs> or crowd thunder. I prefer Pat's crowd air. It's Crowder! <laughs> Frenchie? He definitely <laughs> says Frenchie in that sequence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, back to when The Simpsons was good. 